Well, good morning all and welcome back once again. This is John here with Crypto Top 10, bringing you some of the trending articles in the crypto space. Give you a little bit of an update to start, continue, or end your day. As always, thanks to everyone who has subscribed. I really do appreciate it. it lets me know I'm doing something right and it allows you to hear the sultry tones of my voice on the regular. Yeah, if you're into that type of thing, which, you know, no judgment here. Uh, and also check out down in the description a link that will take you to all the articles or links to the articles themselves. So that way you can do your own research when you've got free time. But hey, let's hop on into things. Glassnode is now presenting some evidence the Uniswap team might have misled us slightly over token vesting. Uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally remains to be seen, but they did a little bit of digging. Uh, they're calling Uniswap's decentralization into question while insinuating that the platform's developers might have intentionally misled the community about how the team's allocation of uni tokens will vest over time. Uh, they're insinuating it, but again, there's no evidence, but let's get into it. So according to Glassnode, while the distribution schedule shows them vesting gradually, the tokens allocated to the Uniswap team and investors are currently held in regular Ethereum addresses with no transfer restrictions. In contrast, the governance treasury tokens, i.e. the ones all us plebs are getting, are locked up in smart contracts and will be released programmatically over time. So while they're saying all the tokens will vest at the same rate, for some reason, only us regular people have them locked up in these contracts that will kick out over time versus the fact that technically, if they knew the private key, they could just reach in and get all of their Uniswap right now. Uh, Glassnode also criticized the project's governance, noting that in order to submit a proposal, one needs to possess at least 1% of the entire uni supply. That seems like a lot, but as the entire supply has not yet been released into circulation, Glassnode indicates this threshold is actually 8% of the currently circulating supply. That is quite a bit so you, for you to even be able to just propose a governance change or anything on the platform. It's a lot. Uh, they actually concluded that the only entity who currently has enough to submit a governance proposal appears to be Binance, which is of course a centralized exchange in direct competition with Uniswap, so it might not be the best idea to have Binance proposing things on it. Now it's obviously, this token's been out like what, three days at this point? Obviously, there's some kinks that need to be worked out. I'm not ready to jump on the, oh my God, Uniswap scam bandwagon just yet. But Glassnode is presenting what I feel to be some fairly uh, significant issues with it. And ideally, you should have everything locked up in those smart contracts to be released programmatically over time. No one should get more than the rest or get them faster than anyone else and the amount of Uniswap you need to actually submit a proposal uh, should be changed. Thankfully, Binance can put that in for us. <laughs> All right, well, let's hop on over. So uh, Yearn Finance 
Oh boy, we're uh, we're gonna be seeing what uh, we got. Uh, as of course, the Ethereum DeFi sector's boom is based on its innovative, innovative protocols. Yearn.finance Finance is one of the most important in the, those terms, and its creator Andrzej Kroning has introduced a new update that will probably be the most complex yet. Yearn's new system will operate with the derivatives, liquidity protocol synthetics, loan protocol Aave, and Chainlink, and will be able to run on either the first or second layer of the Ethereum network. That way, users could use the solutions that allow them to reduce transaction fees. So just right off the top, that is quite a bit of a change that they're doing, and it's definitely going to uh, create quite the buzz. Uh, so yeah, going down here, uh, Andre Crone's popularity is pretty evident. Uh, he's had quite the impact on the crypto community. The announcement of the platform's update has motivated Lou Kerner, founder of JustStable.com and partner at Crypto Oracle, to write about the bull's future of urine and the DeFi sector as a whole. In a publication on Medium, Kerner stated that Urine Finance and its governance token are the most interesting and expansive product project he has seen in his three years with crypto. I mean, that's a long time in the crypto space, considering its entire history is about 11 years now. Uh, it's quite interesting that Urine has managed to capture that a love, that amount of attention in such a short time. But that's DeFi. So Kerner shared an image of data analysis firm Asari comparing urine with Amazon. This is due to the protocol's features that allow it to offer that allows it to offer users a simple method to enter the DeFi sector to do yield farming without having to know the benefits of each individual protocol. I mean it makes sense and urine also has at least one product in the six main areas of the DeFi industry asset management, insurance, venture capital, decentralized exchanges, lending and stable coins they have all that so they got their fingers in all the pies and they do it in a very simple and user-friendly way so yeah I can see why it's popular so Kerner argues that urine finances constant innovations will make it effectively a difficult protocol to fork he further stated that Crone's latest announcements if completed according to plan will make urine finance a game-changing platform predicting urine and the Wi-Fi token will reach between 241,000 to 315,000 by the end of 2024. Get yourself a couple of them bad boys and you are set for LYFE, according to Kerner. Uh, about Wi Fi's investors and Andre Crony, Kerner concluded the following, citing another community member uh, Wi Fi is like volunteering for a spot on an expedition like the great European explorers or the first men in space. The danger, risk, and rewards are all well known before stepping on, and Andre Coney is our Fernand Magellan. Wow. They're comparing him to old white guy. Cool. But instead of circumnavigating the physical, we will be the first to rebuild the financial. That's a little bit lofty. As always, things can change very quickly, particularly in the DeFi area of the crypto space. That is still high, high praise, and uh, I hope he's right. I hope your finance is 315000 in 2024. Uh, yeah, but... Leaving that behind, let's hop over and talk about Bitcoin. Traders are turning a bit bullish after the price of Bitcoin hit 10.7K. 
Oh yeah, it abruptly rose 6% from 10,136 to 10,743. After this powerful 24-hour rally, analysis are now turning cautiously bullish for various reasons, but will Bitcoin price be able to tackle the 11K mark again anytime soon? Uh, currently, the factors that appear to be lifting investor sentiment are negative funding rates, Bitcoin whale activity, and the dollar's weakness. So Bitcoin future exchanges utilize funding to ensure there's a balance in the market and it disincentivizes the majority of the market to prevent the market from swaying to one side or the other for pretty long periods of time. Uh, when the funding rate turns negative, it means the majority of the market is shorting Bitcoin. Typically, when funding rates be remain below zero for a decent amount of time, it causes a short squeeze and a surge in Bitcoin price as all those shorts get abruptly kicked to the curb. Uh, there's also some optimistic whale activity that they're keeping an eye on. Uh, a lot of people are moving their bitcoins around and whenever that happens there's typically a surge. So we'll see. As well as that, due to the number of COVID-19 cases in the United States, lawmakers locked in a vicious stalemate over the future of a much, much much needed stimulus package and this is leading to strategists to speculate on a weakening US dollar. Before the initial rally, rally Michael Van de Pop, a full-time trader at the Amsterdam Stock Exchange said 10,700 to 10,800 is likely Bitcoin. Uh, and he also said that if the dollar slows down 11.2 to 11.4 should be pretty reasonable target. Uh, never ever ever bet against the United States flubbing something up right now. So I expect we'll see that pop up, especially if the dollar continues to weaken. But it's good to see that there's some green in the world because my God, has it been nothing but red for days on days on days. So let's uh, hop on over to the next thing. So uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a Visa-backed crypto custody service called Anchorage, and it's had added a set of leading DeFi protocols to its service. The idea is to make it easier for institutions and financial advisors to gain exposure to the emerging alternative financial ecosystem. Uh, this is a pretty darn good thing for the crypto space as a whole, and DeFi in particular, anything that injects some new liquidity into these markets. Uh, they added support for five DeFi governance tokens, including Uniswap, Balancer, Aave, Yearn Finance, and Nexus Mutual, which is a DeFi insurance provider. Anchorage holds the keys to these digital assets in highly secure settings on the behalf of its customers, and the new additions should make it easier for institutional clients and new entrants to confidently invest in the rapidly growing DeFi products. Yeah, that's what rich people like. They like an intermediary. It makes them feel like they're doing less of a risk. Also, there's someone in a suit who can shake their hand and, and pet it and tell them it, it, it's going to be okay. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay, big guy. Pansies. Anyways, Anchorage has previously added support for other DeFi protocols, among them Compound and Maker, in addition to more established assets like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Established is a relative term. Uh, the recent additions, however, signal a broader shift taking a hold of the crypto landscape as utility and earnings oh, generated by DeFi push the assets into investors' portfolios. Like I said, 
the more attention DeFi grabs, the more people are going to look at it, the more people potentially buy it, the more people will buy other cryptocurrencies. So this is just good, 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 all the way around. Good on Anchorage. But hey, let's uh, talk about Ethereum. So there is a bit of a eh, back and forth on Twitter, and it's worth talking about because it has to do with the Medallia testnet. So the last Ethereum 2.0 testnet that is going on. Uh, it's been in operation and is growing in terms of staked Ethereum and validators since early August. However, not all the validators are happy with the experience. And one has stated he's no intention of staking on the beacon chain when it's lost. So, uh-oh, is Ethereum bad? Well, this Chase Wright guy, he says he's participated in a lot of the Ethereum 2.0 testnets. Uh, he's done extensive testing on multiple networks using multiple clients and has become highly familiar with their operations. <clears throat> uh, firstly, he claimed the average Medallia validators have yet to profit due to a bug in the client. And the most popular for testing is Prism, which has over 90% of the share. He's incensed that developers have not fixed this bug, and he added there is yet to be a fork on the beacon chain, and forking is not the solution anyways. Well, speak for yourself, buddy. Uh, he continued continued the expletive-laden tirade, adding that there is little interoperability between different clients and nodes, and the whole thing seems to be in a rush to deliver. Yeesh. So he's got a pretty negative uh, opinion on things, though he sounds kind of like an overly confident, cocky guy who maybe just wants things to move faster than they are maybe a little impatient i don't know i was speculating maybe it's just because i'm biased towards ethereum a little bit but lead developer danny ryan on ethereum responded to the thread acknowledging the risks with early staking but rebutting most of the points stating the testnet is actually very decentralized medallia has a thousand plus nodes probably an order of magnitude more than any other point of stake testing testnet he added the client voting process has improved over the past couple of months and disagreed with the comments about rushed shipping. Um, he did say, you know, I don't expect phase zero participation to be for everybody and that there's plenty of risks in staking Ethereum 2.0. There's going to be a lot of people jumping in when this finally launches. Uh, me personally, I'll probably wait a couple weeks, maybe even a month, just to make sure that... Uh, everything is hunky-dory and enough competent YouTube tutorials have been posted that I feel okay in setting something up at home. But yeah, look, there's going to be people who are really happy with how this testnet's going and people who are really upset. Uh, the only thing that will remain to be seen is for you to form your own opinion when the mainnet finally, finally drops. Dear Lord. But all right, to round things off, this is a nice little one. Um, I think it, it'll do more than you think. So a new bill is talking about putting U.S. crypto exchanges under a national framework, and that is huge for us Americans. So the Digital Commodity Exchange Act of 2020, introduced on Thursday by Representative Michael Conway, seeks to create a federal definition of digital comedy, commodity, comedy, commodity exchanges, putting them in their own legal category and charging the Commodity Futures Trading Commission or the CFTC with oversight. Uh, 
just, I love it. I'm so glad they're finally talking about this. So the bill outlines a new framework for digital currencies and treating them similarly to commodities. Under this framework, crypto exchanges would enjoy a federal jurisdiction, allowing them to operate in the entire U.S. rather than applying for 49 different state money transmission licenses. That is partially why this is so huge. It makes it so much easier for these exchanges to operate because they don't have to go state by state. They can just apply to the federal government. One and done, dear Lord. Um, yeah, it would build on the existing commodity market. Practices required of the Futures Commission's merchants to protect customer assets. It would require segregated customer accounts, hold them in with regulated entities. There's all these different things that this bill would put into it. So Conway, good on you, man. He's a ranking member of the House Committee on Agriculture, which actually oversees the commodity exchanges in the U.S., uh, his Senate counterpart is the Senate Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, and that oversees the CFTC. Um, yeah, this is a long article. I'm not going to go all through it, but federal jurisdiction is good. It allows these exchanges to just apply once. They get approved or denied, and we can all move on with their lives versus, you know, you still see Binance.us is... Uh, going like state by state there's still like 11 they can't operate in they just took off two i think like florida and i can't remember the other one talked about it in earlier videos on the channel feel free to pop on back and uh check them out oh look an advertisement for backed dear lord oh, i remember when that was the big thing but that will do it for the trending articles in the crypto news space uh, top 10 coins by market cap. Look at that. A sea of green. Biggest winner out of the bunch. Chainlink is up 22%. Getting close to $10. It's about gall darn time. Uh, since there is no biggest loser, simply the one up the lowest amount right now is not Tether, because I don't care about that, but XRP is only up 4.3%. Though after the freaking week we've had, it's nowhere near what it was before. My portfolio took quite a hit. I don't know about y'all. Uh, biggest winner in the top 100 of the last 24 hours is, of course, Chainlink with that 22%, followed by Synthetics up 18. And the biggest loser, dun 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 dun, dun Cybervane, CVT, it's down 3%. What a good day for the market. There's actually, out of the top 100 coins, there's one, two, three, four, five, six in the red, and two of them, three of them, four of them are stable coins. So realistically, you really can't go wrong in the top 100 today. How about that? Oh, look, old avalanche. Cool. But that will do it for Crypto Top 10. As always, Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed yet and you made it to this point, you just might as well. Uh, you're trapped here with me for all eternity. Wahaha. And check out the description for the links. Alrighty. I don't know how to end this, so I guess it's